0: We learned yesterday. The Malach coming to Silophonis, the wife of the left. The will message think, that he gives her. We know that he so the Gemara says his wife's name was Silophonis, we'll still see why she was called that. But the Malach's message to her was uh, number one the fact that until now she was in Hakara, hadn't had children, and now Varis you Vidal know, when you going to give birth to a child. And the implication of that is, is already from now she's not allowed to drink wine or anything, which is a wine derivative, not eat, not eat anything tame, because uh, the child who's going to be born is going to be a nazir, and therefore the restrictions of a nazir, which would be affected by what his mother does, already apply to him from now. Not only that, the Malach tells her a second point as well. And that is, he's going to be the one to begin the process of saving Kali Yisrael from the Prishtin. Now, we saw yesterday that when the lady comes back and tells her husband, uh, she leaves out a number of the points that the Malach tells her. Firstly, she leaves out the introduction that the Malach uh, gave her, and that is that you're a and you haven't had children. She just starts the second part of the Malach, which means you're going to have a child. And she also leaves out the fact that he won't be able to cut his hair, to shave his head, uh, because we uh, understood that wasn't practical yet, it was only after he was born. And also, the, she leaves out the last point of he'll be the one to save Claudius from the Krishna. So, we left off with the question, why did she leave out these three things, which are very important in her uh, recounting the story to us? Why is it important? Firstly, it puts into context what the, what the reasons for this were. We hadn't heard a case before and of a, of a child becoming nausea even before he was born. And over here, it puts into context. And that is, it's going to be necessary for the, for the that he has to to do doing his life. So the first thing to discuss, why should we tell our husband these, these two points? Why, what the introduction was? And lastly, the second point of why he was going to be the one to she is destroyed. So on the first point there's a very fascinating explanation from the Abbot Yenison, it's one of the books of the Emerson and he says that there was a disagreement between Menach and his wife, who hadn't had children before for many, many years. Who was it who wasn't one who was unable to have children? Was it Menach? or was it his wife? And therefore, when the Malach comes to the lady hmm. and she says her so, He's basically saying that the, the, the reason that, that you have an atrocity is because of you, not because of your husband. I mean, is that relevant to his response? And we'll see in a minute why it makes a difference. And uh, if that's the case, the midrash already said, the other in it that the reason she didn't uh, repeat that to her husband was because of her. She didn't want to admit that it was uh, because of her. But he pointed out something else interesting, and that is. And this is going to be part of the biggest story of why the the to the tell us her name. It makes a difference as well. But there's another point here as well. And that is, why was it there for the Malach that came to the lady? So we saw the one obvious reason is because the Halakhas which apply apply to her. She's the one who's not going to be able to eat uh, tummy things or drink wine. There's another point as well. And that is, the Malach was telling her that you the one who has to attack in this in order to have a child. In other words, if the cause of the infertility was because of her, now it's and her to make the changes. Uh, we have to explain What's the underlying concept, what was she missing, what, why was this necessary to be necessarily her avoider, which she had to do. Uh, anyway, she obviously didn't want to repeat that point to her husband, so she just tells him the rules without explaining why the malach came to her. And now another point, he says this is a lekach, a lesson you can learn for life, and that is if there's a disagreement between two people. So he says the correct thing to do is to go and tell the person who's incorrect you're wrong, rather than telling the other person you're right. Because uh, when you tell the person you're right, it's just going to, uh, so to speak, continue the disagreement, because the person who, who who thinks it, who doesn't agree with that, is going to accept that. Whereas if a manapha would come and tell her that she's wrong, so to speak, it's because of her, so she's more likely to accept it. Okay, so let's we'll not explain that in the Oumaka, but later on, uh, what was avoided that, that she had to rectify when it was because of her they had their children that's the first point now the second point he's going to be the one to begin saving Klai's from the Plishtim. so why didn't she tell that to her husband the Malmite says a very straightforward answer he says because she was scared the fish would find out about that and if the fish would find out about it then of course they would come and attack whatever it was and therefore she would rather keep it something secret that it wouldn't be known by anybody Um, that's it's to the semblance of the album. Now, there's something deeper here as well. There's something deeper here as well, okay? and that is we find something similar by Rivka Imenu. By Rivka Imenu also we find that she was uh, told by uh, Navi the future of her children, and she didn't tell it to Yitzchak. We, we're told that uh, the Nebuah that Rivka got, her Rav which is the oldest son will serve the younger son, so that set, shaped Rivka's worldview that is going to be the young one Is going to be the victorious one. The young one's going to be the tzaddik. She never told it to Yaakov. Unfortunately, to asked the question also, why not? Why didn't she tell it to Yitzchak? But as a result, Yitzchak wasn't aware of that nevur. And this makes a big difference, which is why Yitzchak had Inyan in trying to help Esau, his firstborn. And Rivka, from the beginning, had a nevur that she has to help Yaakov. Because she already was told Mirosh that Yaakov's going to be the one who's going to be the prominent one. And you can ask the same question over there something of such importance, why didn't Rivka feel it important to share with her husband? and uh, the same question we asked here to be told that your child is going to be the future girl Yisrael is something of major importance so why didn't she think it's important enough to share with her husband? and again, we'll see, this is part of the underlying story behind the story of what the particular background to the story of Shemshin's parents was we'll see in a few seconds. <laughs> okay, so that's discussing what we spoke about yesterday the other point was, Malayak had told the story but it's coming to him without knowing who it's from. All the lady says, I don't know who he was, he looked like a, he was a novi who looked like a Malach, he was very, very, very awe-inspiring, this is what he told me. So now a well, he doesn't understand a few things. He doesn't understand firstly why the Malach came to his wife and not to him. Number two, he doesn't know if this is something which is really a Navi Amis which he has to listen to. And number three, and this is uh, the, the other point. Which, which is what Menech did not know, is that all that he's been told is the instructions to his mother before he's born. What about after he's born? And therefore, he wasn't told either. So, the prophet tells him the prophet, "Kes, la'yetem Hashem, Menech v'yoyim asher again, the fourth was a novi. the novi that you sent. make him come back again. And he should teach us what to do with the baby once he's born. In other words, he wasn't asking to repeat what he had told her about yesterday before the baby is born. But he said, you, you've told us just instructions until he's born. Tell us what to do afterwards. Um, now again, what did, what did, so what did Hashem do? He doesn't say So Oy so the Malach comes again, and once again he goes back to the lady, not to him. she was sitting in the field of Isha Imam. And that wasn't by chance, the Malach doesn't happen to meet somebody when he happens to find him. It means he was sent specifically to meet her then, when she was by herself. So now the question is, what's Hashem trying to do? And on you know, what's Hashem trying to show Munayach? On the one hand, on the one hand uh, he listens to Munayach and because of that he sends the Malach again, and you're going to see for no point, in, because Menach asked for it, because the Malach isn't going to say anything more the second time than he said the first time. So the whole point of sending him was just to, so to speak, accept with Menach for that the Malach came again. And yet, when the Malach comes again, it's specifically orchestrated that he's going to come again to the lady, only which is by herself, not to Menach. And then she has to go and call him, as an afterthought, to come and to what the Malach has to say. So, what is the point of that? If, if, if Hashem was willing to, to bring a mana freshly just to accept Munakh Tfidh, one send him to Munakh, one send him to his wife. Okay, so this time she runs and she calls her husband. she was she was Miraj, Batara she ran. But she says to him, the man that I saw before came back again. Okay, but so gets up because uh follows his wife. The simple shot of why he followed us, he didn't know where to go. He didn't know where the malach was. So she knew where she had left him. So he followed her to see where it was. Uh, the Gemara at the, in the Chachira wants to point out from the Slavenerah was because he walked behind his wife. And the Gemara Chinese means, what it means, what it means, means, and as he followed her directions, she told him where to go, so that's where he went. Are you the, the man who spoke to the lady? Is, no. it, is it normal no. that? Uh, okay. So now that uh, now he loves the So now by So now says to the Malach, Now you can you, let, let's hear what you have to say. And again, he's asking the question he asked before, which is what's going to be with the bay, with the boy, and what should we do with him, afterwards. Not what's going to be with him before he's born. Like he like, now that it's my raised bring him up once he's already born. Tell me what to do. Now the other point Menachem wanted to know. Kenire, he had satisfied himself was when he saw him. You know, Menachem wanted to know, this is a Navi and it's something we have to listen to. So he doesn't, he doesn't ask him the Malach that point directly. But Kenire, when he saw the Malach, just like the issue he was impressed by the way the Malach appeared, whatever it would be. And I could see on he understands it was the Malach. Okay, so he asks him the second point, and that is, what, what are we meant to do with him afterwards? <laughs> why is the Malach Hashem a Malach? I need to tell him he's a Malach. Right? I need to he's a Malach. Who? Yes, when he's that person, he's a like, guest. Because he appeared as a person, so he's playing that. He doesn't appear as a Malach. He appeared as a as a in a form which looked like another. So until later on, we don't know. He, we still think he's a person. Any Malach can dress up, and then he looks like a regular person. So we're going to have to talk about it. why was it necessary for the Malach to appear in physical form? Malachim don't normally do that for that reason. And uh, even in saying the to myself a number of times, when Malachim have spoken. Just the person has heard the line of speech, which is nevo. Again, he didn't come as a person. So. a gilan also came as a person, and there's explanation there too. When do Malachim come in the form of, that have to be seen, and when do they come just to give a message? But some the so. It's a line of talking. So this also needs explanation by Hashem. To be there only. The second I mean, The if we decide this, we're going to still explain this. That if a person has to be in a certain level to hear nevo. If the person's not, then the Malach has to come down to him, which means, that, in spiritual terms, come down to El-Masiyah, which means the world of physicality in order to relate to the person, because the person isn't holding on the Malach's level. And when the Malach has to come down here, then he has to look like a physical entity. And therefore, we see both by Giran and by at that stage, they weren't holding by the world. And therefore, the Malach had to descend, so to speak, to talk to them in a way which looked like he was a person. So... What does the Malach say to him? So the Malach says Everything I told the lady, be careful about. And he repeats the same thing again. Anything which comes from the grapevine, don't eat the sea out, what he said before, but it was understood, that was what he meant. But that's the dinner of the Nazir. Don't drink wine or anything which else is intoxicating. Whatever I told the lady, be careful about. So here we again have the question I mentioned before, what does the Malach come to say? He didn't say anything more than he said the time before, and not only that, he says I have already told this to you. Everything I told the lady, that's what you have to do. So I'm coming back to this to repeat myself. So what is the point? Hashem listens to the Malach to send the Malach to come to the lady to tell the mother, he told the lady what to do. So what's the Malach coming for? He didn't come to say anything, except, and also didn't answer the Malach's question. The Malach's question wasn't what to do before he's born, the Malach's question was what to do after he's born. And what's the answer, to, what the answer to the question is, keep up to Naziris after he's born too. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Malach doesn't even say that. He just says, it's whatever I told the daddy, that's what you keep doing. So I told the lady not to eat wine, not to drink wine, not to eat grapes, not to eat tamay. Shabbat, keep it up. Uh, and it's also in- indicative that the first time round, the, no- the Malach also said not to cut his hair. And where are, the Russian, that he doesn't repeat it. Yet. She also did it. Which she also didn't repeat, right. She, he only says what she told. The, the, the fact that he was going to be the Mashiach is Israel, so here the Manach doesn't said either. He just, he just says basically what she told him, that's the Manach, the Okay, so this all leads to a big question what's going on, what's, what's the underlying story which is hiding behind the words. We'll still get there. But before I just wanted to review up of because it's important to see what happens next. And that is, so now the Manach has heard the Neva himself. Okay, you can you didn't ask for any identification, he understood, this is a Novi, that's what he thought it was anyway. So now what's he going to say next? Can we stop, can we keep you here for a little bit so we can prepare you a meal? A G'di-ism was a something that they could prepare easily and get ready quick, quickly. It's quicker to eject and prepare a G'di than it is to take like a, like a cow and prepare a cow. And there was something, it's like, we don't want to keep you for too long, but, and detain you long enough to prepare you something to eat. Something which would be quick, quicker to prepare. Again, according to the person. Even if you're going to stop me, I'm not going to eat your food. But if you want to make it, and now, why would Menach think that he's going to feed him? The Prophet calls it out to us. Why Menach still thought was a person? And that's the opposite of food. And even now, after being told, I'm not going to eat your food, i does not going to eat your What's your name? Why is he asking him? That way when the book comes true, we can inhabit you, you can say, I love you so-and-so was the one who told us was going to happen. Why are you asking my name? Or who paid There are three different traditions here in the first what the word paid means, they're all true. The first one is vufeni. Zoharashi says it's it's hidden. Something which is in nuchoset, like it says ki parlem yochadav mishpat, something which is hidden from you, and therefore the malach tells manayach, my name is hidden from you. I'm not going to tell you my name. Now, if that's a simple chat, so then it's understood that manayach uh, doesn't know yet that he's a malach. All he's saying is my name is hidden from you. I'm not telling you my name. It still could relate to a person. So that's why Malach doesn't even, you'll see at this stage, still hasn't understood it's talking about a Malach. That's the one explanation of the word Peli. It's also what Monserrat says over here. The second of the explanation of the word Peli is Melashan Plois uh, or Niflois, something which is amazing, uh, something which is incredible, something which is miraculous. And therefore, um, the, what the Malach was saying, well, my name is Peli, is that, look, you know, as a principle, that a malach's name is the mission that he's coming to do. And therefore, when he's coming to heal someone, his name is Refor. Or when he's coming to, uh, to Hashem strength and fast, his name is Gabriel, Shalashim, Guburah of Hashem. So the malach's name is reflected by his mission. And therefore, if the malach said, I'm coming to do a nest, I'm coming to do a nest, the malach and his wife weren't going to have children. My mission was to do, to do a miracle, and therefore my name is Teddy, the one who does miracles. Which means he was then identifying himself as a malach. Because uh, a person doesn't have a name of... Of, of the tough, tough, tough he is doing. That's specifically in the realm of Malachim. The second part of Wopedi is, my name is, someone who does miracles, because that's what we're coming to do. That was the function that he came to do here. Um, and that will be the same notion as we say, Wumafli likes does things which are miraculous. So that would be the second um, explanation of the word. The third explanation is the Targum. I can tell you what he says, and the question is, where you saw that in the Hebrew word. The title of Russian is why are you asking my name? Mufarish. means it's clear. Now, where you saw that in the word Pedi is the question, well, what is the Russian Kurdish word he brought us from? Exactly the opposite of Russian. And the researcher sort of said, my name is hidden. He said my name is obvious. It's mufarish. It's explained, mm. which means why well, you know that a malach is called a malach. So why are you asking my name? It's obvious what my name is. That it's uh, that it's my name is the malach. In other words, he's saying I don't have a specific name, and, uh, like a person does. A um, Malach's name is, is he's a Malach. That's uh, how he starts. He's coming with a Malach of Hashem. And Therefore, he says you don't have to ask my name. It's already clear. This is not the second Pshat. No, the, the Targum's Pshat. We have to explain where it comes from. According to the Pehli, that it means before Mefarosh. It's clear. But what he meant was that not that he didn't want to tell him his name. What he's giving a title. A um, Malach doesn't have a name. His name is he's a Malach. And that's okay, that's how he told him, anything. Uh, he came as the Ma'lach, mm-hmm. and he's he's coming to do the job of a Ma'lach. So Ma'lach takes the G'di-Izim and the mincha, even though he didn't offer a mincha beforehand, he offered to make him a G'di-Izim, but the Ma'lach told him to bring him as a carbon, and if a person is bring a carbon idea, he has to bring a mincha with it, with the Ma'lach, we're talking about the mincha. we're talking about the he brought it on the rock to Hashem, the rock he made it on his back, and if he sacrifices the, minch, the oil and the he brings on the rock. In the whole aim was to do it quickly, and what's the point of doing that to Hashem? Also, when you ask the Malach his name, the yeah. Malach adds But it doesn't go further than that. he So what's he coming to add? And as to Rashi, is the way Malach answers and says, Why are you asking my name? My name changes based on my job. So that's the case. Why does the malach, in our case, add? We say, vuhupeli. So that Rashi explains, explain. Vuhupeli means my name is hidden from you. In other words, the malach by Esau, the malach of Yaakov didn't say my name is hidden because Esau knew exactly who the malach was. The social Esau. All you can say is, why are you asking my name? Malach does not have specific names. But over here, the malach didn't know who the malach was either. And therefore, first he said, I'm not telling Why are you asking my name? It changes. And, And I'm not telling you my name now. It's hidden from you. Oh, that was an extra step which, which Yaakov didn't need because Yaakov already knew that the Marech he was dealing with was. I want to say also that the Hukeli is Menashe Yashkiyach, I saw that in the Moshe of Tavidari. It says it also. I came to make him a Nazir, which is Menashe Haplo. it's the same idea, it's the same Mahalak, which means that's the job I'm doing right now. So Menach takes the, the gods and the Menacher, because it's an idea to bring a too. He brings on the Tzu, on the Rav HaShem Oma'afli um, La'asos is going back on the Ma'alach, now we like are going to see Oma'alach vishleron, now watch what the Ma'alach did And you're going to see the next part of what it was But the obvious question to ask you is How could they bring a Kodron outside the Mishkan? This is, this is okay. the, time, the time when the Mishkan was standing And uh, to bring Kodron outside the Mishkan is Kodshim is Bechut, so how that? So how could they do it? And the answer is let me know, there's a, there's a din of a Novi can a Mitzvah uh, <laughs> on a one-off basis to go against the Mitzvah okay. teriyu, just like we found by Eliol Harakaramil and just like we found by the Malach in the case of Gidon. Exactly the same thing. We told Gidon to take the ox which had been, been happening for the vow for seven years and to bring us a covenant to Hashem. And really, the also asked me a question. And that is, how could he do that? And he said, well, the Malach told him to do it. So it was the haraz shah. You have to understand the setting over here. If the, if the manach was told, he was bring, bring us the carbon to Hashem, it means here and now. So it was a haraz But here you see that man, the manach accepted this as a malach. Or a nobby, because that way he would listen to him and do something which otherwise would be awesome. When the fire went up in the mizbech towards the sky, when he lit the fire to burn the carbon, so the malach goes up and it goes into the fire, and in the flames he rises to Shemaim. And now they realize the malach. And Malach and his wife see this, and now they fall on their faces because now they realize they just seen a malach, as opposed to a person. Because the all so clearly. And they can see anymore. to So only now that the Malach realizes that he had seen a malach. And now the next post is extremely strange. The we'll see what we'll, really points out in the dialogue of the and what's strange about it. We're going to die because we saw a Malach. Now, the Malach thinking? The Malach had just come to tell me you're going to have a child. And it wasn't that, there was a Malach the whole time, we just didn't realize that. And so you know, the Malach has come to tell me you're going to have a child and uh, I'm telling you what to do with the child. And now I'm not saying, wow, i got to die. And exactly what, the, what his wife tells him. If Hashem wanted to kill us, He wouldn't have accepted the carbon. He wouldn't have shown us the And also, He wouldn't have told us now what He just told us, which is if we're going to have a child and what to do with the child. And again, the question is, what you're saying is so obvious. What was Menachem thinking? Okay. So then this is part of the discussion of the background of the story of Menachem and his wife, which puts into why the, the Malach came to her the first the first time and the second time. It's all part of the same answer, which we'll see next time. And therefore, that's the now yeah, that's the story of know for his wife. The last thing we know is that Shimshon was born. So she So He has a sign. She calls him Shimshon. He grows up by Hashem. gives him a bracha, and we're going to see that bracha is a bracha of tremendous strength, which is which he is given. That's the first step, and then after that, he's given Ruchah Kodesh also those are the cities where he was born, between, sorry, Roshdal, and the Ruach of Hashem, the Ruach of Hashem, the Ruach of started coming to says in some times, and he used, used to get, like times when he was influenced or was under the, he had the connection to HaKodesh, and, uh, that's the Ruach and that's the stages which were necessary for Shimshon's, where we spoke about last time, and that is that the level he needed to be as a yachid, was the bracha of Hashem, which was the strength Hashem gave him, and the racha kodesh, which was to as well. Okay, so that's uh, the background to the story of Shemish, the story of his parents. And uh, next time we'll go back and answer all the questions and see what was really going on behind the scenes, so to speak, in the story of Menachem and his wife.